Hey guys, it's Ethan. Uh, I have a very big announcement for you. The pod has its very first sponsor. The sponsor of this very episode, in fact, the Big 41, the AMA episode. Uh, and it's none other than Clark and Barba, a leather goods company based in LA started by our friends Silvano and Melissa. And now you've probably seen them on the blog before because we collaborated with them to design a fantastic leather tote bag that Spencer and I use literally all the time. I mean, I bring it with me to work. I bring it with me when I go to the coffee shop. It carries everything from my, you know, my laptop to my camera, to documents, to my lunch, to food, to my water bottle. It's got a pocket on the outside for, uh, you know, smaller documents or like my gloves. It also got a pocket on the inside with a magnetic clasp so I can use it to carry my personal stuff like my wallet, my keys, my glasses, smaller cables, uh, and especially uh, Advil in case I get a headache. Um, you should check it out on clarkandbarber.com. Clark has an E. Uh, and you can check out all the leather goods, especially the Ethan and Spencer bag, uh, also known as the Weekender bag. Uh, and you can use style and direction all spelled out for 50% off any leather product on their website or Etsy. And speaking of Etsy, they've also started to create uh, face masks in response to the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, the unisex masks are cotton and linen, uh, they're machine washable and reusable, and they have pleats for comfortable fit. Uh, and the best thing part is, the best thing part, the best thing about this part, I guess, uh, is what I'm trying to say, is that 25% of the proceeds of their face masks go to the Restaurant Workers Community Foundation for COVID-19 relief. And that's, I think that's pretty cool. So anyway, um, check it out, Clark and Barba, check them out on Instagram, check them out on their website. Again, that's Clark and Barba, Clark with an E, uh, dot com. And definitely give them some support uh, or buy one of our tote bags because I'm looking at my tote bag right now. And if he could talk, I would, he could say, buy me. Well, not buy him because I already bought him. I already have one. Um, but uh, if, if the other ones that are going to be made by them uh, because it's made to order, if they could talk, then they would say buy me. So uh, check it out. Anyway, let's get on with the AMA. Hey guys, welcome to Style and Direction, a mentor podcast without the stuffiness. I am Ethan M. Wong. And I'm Spencer, DSO. What is the, I think we talked about what the D stands for. David I Scott Oddy. I have two middle names. David Scott Ackerman. That's right. That's you. That's yeah. you. Scott, o- Scott Ackerman. Yeah. Scottrick. Scottrick. That's what it is. Scottrick. Comedy Bang Bang, Sad Jokes Explained. Have you, got, have you seen the uh, t- Have you seen Cake Boss's uh, TV show where he tries to beat... It's Cake Boss versus, like, Cupcake King, I think. So it's, like, classic, you know, uh, uh, classic rivalry. <laughs> it's like no, the Montagues I've, and the Capulets. I've only seen one episode where they go to Randy's Donuts and take over it for a day. And I don't really understand okay. how it works because they act like they were, like, catering to the morning rush but they were also making like gourmet donuts and it took them like 10 minutes per donut so i don't think i don't understand mathematically how that works i don't i mean <laughs> i don't even understand the whole point of oh of, cake boss uh, lost uh by the way he's apparently lost most of oh. them well he he needs more time how much time would you give him an hour he needs more time <laughs> than that scott ackerman that's just what it is exactly um 
I don't think I've ever seen a Cake Boss. Like an I've no, I don't think I've seen an episode of Cake Boss, but I did watch I did watch that Cake Boss versus Cupcake King. Um okay how how did you even find out about it like i was just it was just on no it was just on tv like we have the food network, okay. network on and i'll walk by and i saw FN. cake boss i saw FNA. buddy i saw buddy velastro and i was like oh my god is that buddy is that buddy velastro the cake boss cake yeah. boss cake boss wow cake boss michael Sarah. Ooh. <laughs> You guys gotta watch. Oh, I don't even think it's available anymore because it's, it was kicked off of Netflix. Oh, it's gone. It's, it's like, like gone somewhere. now, already. Uh, I think at press time. At press time, it is. Oh, that's I think, a bummer. As of June first. Speaking Mad, of June first, Mad Men's 1st, leaving first today. Too. Sorry, <laughs> just want to oh. get your Mad Men and watch before it leaves Netflix. Well, if it's June first, then it's probably gone, right? I think it's mid June. I don't remember. Mid June. <laughs> mid nineties, right? Yeah. Anyway, June 1st, that's today, or press time, it's a big day because a lot of things are coming out of the woodwork. That's Our right. Patreon is now able to be or it's live. patroned for. That, it's live, it's, I don't it, know. It's, a much, it's much easier to say our Patreon is live. <laughs> it is pat- patronize us, please. Yeah. Uh, no, it is really great. Uh, we've been, you know, we were talking about it before, but now it is officially launched. There are two tiers, yep. uh, five and ten dollars each. Five dollars gets you uh, access to the Discord, which we're gonna have lots of conversations on, cool eBay listings that we find because we are literally on eBay a lot. Or you know, when we're like looking at fucking like Drakes or whatever, and mm-hmm. some people are like, oh, I want to. What do you guys like from Drakes? Well, you're gonna find out because yeah. we're gonna post it in there. Um, you know, movie stuff, because we got some movies on the list that we want to watch. Maybe all together, we'll just stream it and probably have extra podcast episodes, which are great, at least once a month. Uh, probably, like, another AMA stuff like this, where we get to, you know, answer stuff And, you know, there might, because... if maybe if, you know, like, we had to, like, push this episode because we wanted the J. Crew episode to come out with its more topical. We This is, That's you right. know, the Patreon could be used for that, just stuff that doesn't fit in the regular schedule, but we feel like we exactly. have to get it out there. Exactly. So it's lots of good stuff coming out there. And then the $10 part is just because you love us and you want to give us $10 a month. Yeah, you don't like, you know, uh, don't feel don't feel pressured to. But if you want to go ahead. And as as we've said before, we're not trying to get rich on the podcast. It costs us about uh, $200 annually to host this. We're just trying to make that 200 bucks back. Exactly, yeah. exactly. I mean, nothing's going to change. Even if you don't uh, choose to support us, uh, we hate you. But <laughs> you'll still get two, two uh, episodes. Well, not two episodes a month. It's one, one episode every two weeks. Yeah. Because sometimes, you know, the way... I think for June, there's like three episodes because there's just that many weeks. In Crazy. June, so all the, all you June heads, Whoa. get ready. <laughs> yeah. What's up, all you J heads? Yeah, you June heads are like, June's the best month. Yeah. Well, guess what? This year, yeah. you're right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and also we're picking sponsors on the pod. I mean, you just heard my copy earlier that I totally made up on the spot. Uh, but yeah, if you're interested in that, give us an email, sounddirection at gmail.com. Really great stuff. Yep. And to celebrate the launch of our Patreon, this you know this new era of style and direction, we decided to have a big AMA that stands for Ask Me Anything. That's right. Actually, would it be AUA, Ask Us Anything? I, th- Ow- I think it would Ow- be AWA. Instead of, oh, well, okay. instead of Amma. Or how about this? A Ma, yeah. and we watch the movie Ma. I think I saw a YouTube, which was like Ma's kill count. So I, I guess she kills people in this in this movie. Yeah, I mean, don't, I don't make Ma drink alone. Spoilers, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Octavia Spencer, right? Uh-huh, yeah. that's her. Uh, Octavia. 
Octavian Spencer. What about like a Ro- What if she was a Roman? How about um, Otto Octavia Spencer? <laughs> uh, he yeah. Is that it's, anything, <laughs> Doctor? I hope I hope it is. I pray yeah. and I pray that it is. <laughs> okay, yeah. that's good. Oh, uh, but anyway, we get questions all the time. You know, with um, occasionally I do it on my Instagram uh, when I want to, you know, reach throw a bone out to the community. Yeah. Uh, but no, a lot of people, a lot of our followers, you know, ask us stuff, and I thought that'd be cool to have like an avenue for it. Um, we do have the submissions and everything, and we usually answer one, uh, one or two an episode. But I thought that you know. Again, with the launch of everything that's happening, I think that'd be great to have a whole episode where we address at least as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And then extra ones we can do as bonus episodes, uh, you know, for, for Patreon uh, patrons. <laughs> for once, Patreon. Yeah, and once again, we're not, like, taking away any content, you know, if you're, not, if you're not part of the Patreon, so don't worry. But if you do decide to give us five bucks a month, you're going to get a bunch of uh, extra cool stuff. That's right. That's right. Yeah. You'll hear it. You'll hear it. Oh, from here's the, the other head. thing. If you do decide to do the ten dollar tier, we will say your name at the end of every episode. So if yeah, you... we will thank you. Personally. Yeah, we'll thank you personally. That's the other thing. Yeah, with tears in our eyes because you won't be able to I've see him because it's a so podcast. But we will have tears in our yeah, eyes. Yeah, but just a, just a yeah, just think that I'm crying. Yeah, I mean you know, sad boys, sad sad mm-hmm. boys. There it is. Hashtag sad boys. Hashtag yeah. sad cast. Anyway, let's get on with the AMA. Our first question comes to us from our friend John Greenacre. Speaking of green, um, I guess. Uh, he asks us, what is your ideal bespoke suit? That's a I, good question, actually. Yeah, I mean, I've, you know, I've thought, you want, of, I've thought yeah. about this a while. I still, I still, okay. I think I've said this a couple times, but it's like, I don't know, I really like, um... I, I, I really like, you know, like, some kind of like the anthologies, like, Ivy Cut with the swelled edges on the jacket or like Taylor Cade, which yeah. is just essentially like a sixties, like sack suit with maybe just a little bit wider lapels, like a couple extra details to make it a little bit more special. But I mean, it, that's basically well, say it. Like you're I, building it from building it from scratch though. You know, what about that? That, I mean, if I'm building it from scratch, okay. If I'm building it from scratch, I, well then in that case, I think I'm going to go ha- have to go with the Bryceland's belt back jacket, which is still one of my favorite cuts um the like the soft shoulder of course it's a belt back which is super fucking cool it has the pleated pockets so okay yeah if i'm if i'm going fancy yeah i'm gonna have a bunch of bells and whistles like pleated pockets belt back stuff like that you know but it's still it's still gonna be soft shoulders still probably gonna be like three button or or three roll two but yeah yeah i think i'm very similar i mean the uh the bryce lens belt back is really cool Mm -hmm. Uh, we'll have pictures of it in the show notes um and uh i you know taylor cade's really great i love that i love ring jacket i love i love a lot of different stuff but if i could make it it would probably be like an like a italian inspired 30s ivy jacket with patch pockets i don't know if i would do a belt back i think i would do that for just like a sport coat um but i would have that as a jacket and then like wide like 40s leg trousers mm. you know yeah I, think... I, I love the i love the aesthetic of like a like a you know like a of like a, a fitted jacket with wide legs but i want a soft jacket with wide legs i oh, think yeah. that would be super cool because you don't you know the thing about vintage is that a lot of the stuff when you look at inspiration 
it's always going to be like whatever is in that time, right? Mm-hmm. And now we live in a world where you can like, combine at will. And um, I think that uh, one of the inspirations behind this is uh, Arnold Wong, who does like wide legs with Italian tailors. Mm-hmm. And I think that's super cool. Um, but that's probably what it would be. Swelled edges, um, probably navy, uh, crisp air for the first for the first one because I love you know or a brown crisp air because crisp air is yeah. an open weave fabric that I already have a suit of, but I just want this with more of my details in it. Um, and then like you know, and cottons and flannels and pinstripes and stuff. Oh, you know what else so. I love? And this is something that I've like uh, that I've had saved on my phone for a while. Um, a brown like all brown seersucker suit. Um, I don't remember who makes okay. it, but it's like, it's something that I have saved on my phone and it's like three roll two soft shoulders, wide lapels, uh, all brown seersucker. It's gorgeous. That's like, that might be like, if I had to get a bespoke summer suit, that actually might be it. That's, that's actually pretty dope. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. I, oh man. I mean, I, I feel like I've gotten so close to like an ultimate wardrobe, but then that's also because I haven't done very, uh, very much bespoke. Mm-hmm. So it's like when that happens, uh, which I am, we you know we are not there monetarily. Yeah. But uh, that would be cool to, to uh, aspire to at some point, you know. Yeah. Uh, next question. We've got Carl Hurton, who is definitely a friend of the, uh, of the Facebook group and hopefully maybe a friend of the Discord group because we're going to launch that. Uh, sure are. Next question. Favorite military clothing item ever. You don't have to already own it. Hmm. That's a big one. That is a big one. I mean, one. I feel like you, I feel like you would like. Yeah. I mean, it's this. like a lot. Uh, no, I do. I mean, a lot of this stuff that I would have would be like, you know, I, I've, I've, I'll, I'll admit it. A lot of the, I have a lot of uh, like repro like um, pieces, but that uh, because, you know, <laughs> a lot of the genuine uh, items are just out of my price range. Uh, but I think I would probably want, I don't know, like I've seen, I've seen like Mitchell camo, uh, chore coats. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Mitchell camo was used, uh, I like during world war two. Um, and it's, it's very cool. It has, it's, it, it kind of looks like frog skin. Um, but it has like actual leaf patterns on it. Um, it's like, Oh it, yeah, it's very unique. I'm going to send it to the discord. But maybe like I don't know, maybe maybe like a, a Mitchell camo um, chore coat or like something like that. I'm not actually not sure if uh, those exist. But other than that, just like real versions of the stuff that I already have, like a well, like well, okay, a, like an authentic like an authentic like, version of like the um, of like the denim shawl collar jacket that I have, which I've I've broken in. I think it looks really good now, and I still wear it all the time. But I mean, if it was real, that would just be so much cooler. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would love the camo monkey pocket army pants. That, oh yeah. Uh, that Kenji has. Uh-huh. That would be ultimate because I feel like, like, uh, original vintage camo stuff yeah. is so much better than reproduction ones. Uh, I sorry guys, really quick. Everything. I lied. Mitchell camo was act was actually not used during World War Two. Uh, it was used during Oof. Korea and vietnam sorry gang yeah hey at least you caught yourself yeah at least i caught myself i think i I also made a mistake in like yourself i made a a mistake in the last episode i think when i said um i said like the preppy renaissance was in the late 2010s but i meant late 2000s so that's my bad sorry guys yeah come on andy bernard okay yeah come on 
Yeah. That's a good example of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think that uh, uh, that would be like my the army pants, like the, with the side, the hip pockets and the and the monkey back would be really cool to have because um, I don't own that. I know I know Spencer, you have like I uh, have yeah again repros because yeah the uh, yeah. which I got those are, I think are from at the front and they were yeah they're pretty cheap and I'm very very happy with them. Yeah. Um, I can't, you know, I don't really look at a lot of military stuff because I already have a, I would love like a darker camo jungle jacket because mine's kind of faded. It's not the same kind no. of, uh, it's not as versatile. I mean, um, I, I also but... still want just like true vintage, like just HBT monkey pants because I do have, I do have the frog skin, but I, you know, the, the, the regular Navy would be a little bit more versatile. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those. I mean, yeah, those are all cool. I don't. Again, I don't really think a lot about military clothing, um, because I prefer tailoring. Um, but yeah, looking looking at it, I mean, uh, there's nothing I really like need that I'm hunting for because I know that the things I would want are really expensive. Uh, but the favorite thing I own would probably be my M43 Army pants, yeah. uh, HBT and Olive, because those are really those are like my go-to Olive olive chinos and mm-hmm. in fact i'm gonna give up my gurkhas oh, my wow. olive gurkhas because not only are they slightly too small um actually that is why that is why i can't <laughs> that's exactly them. why yeah yeah i mean gurkhas are really hard to wear like little because like they're so um the closure is just so complicated especially if they're if they're um rather fitted because you can't really have loose gurkhas mm-hmm. you know what i mean so the fact that they have to be super snug against your body or your waist and then add on to the fact that these ones are small it's just not comfortable yeah they're just not really great to wear um but yeah that's uh that's what that one is uh far eastern shout out far eastern who comes in our twitch oh by the way guys yeah follow uh watch our twitch watch our twitch we're gonna be we twitch <laughs> we twitch we stream uh, <laughs> uh twice a week i'm gonna i'm gonna like i'm like the bambino over here i'm gonna call my shot Right now we are at uh oh forty six followers. Uh, by the time this episode comes out, I think we'll we'll be affiliate. How exciting! Affiliate. That means we're gonna have special. If we're not, remotes. then you can you can throw tomatoes at us. Yeah. Good luck yeah. though. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Far Eastern, really great guy, friend on MFA, friend of the uh, well, the internet, I guess. I, I keep saying friend of the pod when people aren't friends of the pod uh not yet at least mm-hmm. uh, but yeah no he's been on our stream a lot uh probably because the time zone probably works out for him because we stream at night uh but he comes up with a question saying what common pitfalls do guys make when they are building their wardrobe uh i think i think the biggest mistake question. i think the biggest mistake is they buy stuff they don't like because other people recommend it like oh, yeah. they'll they'll see on mfa like this is just an example um but like you know say someone is getting into it and they they don't want to do like the basic bastard but everyone's like oh get kill shots get levi's like 511 are they still recommending 511s over there i don't think so i think now it's 501s again okay so it's like yeah get legs or it's like it's like oh yeah like just get kill shots but really you want a pair of like fucking i don't know like you want like a a pair of air force ones or, or jordans or some or yeezy some more unique um but you get the you get the kill shots because mfa says it's good and it's safe and then you don't like it and then you get burnt out yeah i think that that's a big a very big 
problem mm-hmm. that people do. Um, that's because, I mean, I get it, right? You go to a place, you want recommendations. Um, but I think the way you counter that is you have to always gather inspiration first oh, and yeah. learn what you like. No, we've, But that's we've hard, though. That's before. like saying... We've said it before, but it's also it's hard to like. Oh, all you gotta do is develop taste. It's it's a tall order. No, and it takes a long time to like build up a a big, like you know, a big collection of like inspiration images. That's it takes a while too. Yeah, and even then, if you don't if you don't have the vocabulary, it's so hard to say to like articulate what is what it is that you like about things. That's true, and also I mean, there's also that aspect, you know, being devil's advocate. It's like. Unless you take that first step into it, you won't know what you don't like. Yeah, so I mean, so it's it like, is kind I think of I'm, hard. I'm coming. I mean, you're going to make mistakes. Yeah, and that's okay. Learn from your mistakes. It's, yeah. Yeah. Um, another common pitfall, I think that guys definitely think that they, that the context matters way more than it has to. And that's not to me that it doesn't matter at all. But I think that, you know, when I was, I was at a, um, I was at a, uh, what do you call it? like a social gathering with those Asian American group. Uh, there's a lot, you know, I, I encounter a lot of people who are, you know, not into menswear. Right. And they always ask, Ethan, what, what's your advice on this or whatever. And a guy was like, I was, I was there wearing a sports shirt and jeans and like a leather jacket mm-hmm. and like loafers. And now he was like, what would you recommend for a casual outfit? And I'm like, uh, what I'm wearing right now. <laughs> like it's pretty, pretty normal. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, I'm a teacher. I couldn't do that. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, Teachers wear, like, T-shirts and jeans, exactly. dude. Like, there's nothing, you know, like, he has this thing in his mind, like, what a teacher has to wear. And, like, even if you think about, like, I even said, like, okay, why don't you wear, like, a, a tweed jacket and, like, a knit tie? He goes, like, oh, that's too dressed up. And I'm, like, I've seen teachers go both directions. No, exactly. Thing, like, know? my cool English Even in, like, college, yeah. knit ties all the time. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. So it's kind of like, I think a lot of people, they, they think they want to dress up, but then they, they start limiting themselves. They, they, too there's fast. like, yeah, mental barriers or it's, or yeah. it's just, and again, just, it's, it's really, yeah, it's, it's like, really it's hard to break through. I uh, know. Yeah. Cause it's like scary to take a big leap. Like it's if, if you don't like really give a shit about like how you look and then all of a sudden you start caring and you put effort into it and like people are, I don't know. I, I never, I never liked getting a bunch of comments. It's like, wow, you look, you know, like look at you dressing up. I always felt those are patronizing. So when I was first getting started out, going from wearing, like, fucking jorts and, like, graphic tees of Abraham Lincoln as Batman <laughs> to, like, wearing... Like, I wasn't, like, you know, I wasn't, like... What about the coat the shirts from Target? <laughs> like, I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, I didn't look, like, great when I first started dressing up, but I'm, I'm, it was a little bit of an improvement, and a lot of the early attention I actually didn't like. Um, so I think, I think that's, that's one of the reasons people are just trying to kind of blend in. They want to look good, but not yeah. too good that people notice. Yeah, it's it's really hard. And, you know, uh, Spencer and I are older now, at least definitely compared to when we started. So we don't give a fuck anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, that, that's like one good thing. I mean, you just you just got to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, there, you know, there's no I think people some people wait too long to build their wardrobe. You know, I think that you should do it where you are, because, again, any action that you take will further what your personal taste is and I, I, because if you keep waiting yeah. until like oh well i don't want to buy a suit until i can afford the bespoke one there are chances that when you do that bespoke you're going to regret it later on i mean every, i think everyone regrets like their first ever custom piece of clothing mm-hmm. so it's like you might as well do it now of course don't don't overspend like don't but, jump you know, into do like do, yeah don't jump 
it, if like if you, your first step shouldn't be jumping into like a you know a fifteen hundred dollar bespoke suit, but yeah, make make the make the leap eventually. Yeah, because it's like you yeah, know, you know, yeah. It's it's what I was. It was uh, kind of I said something similar to this on stream, but I think even if you don't really have a developed style, you just instinctually. I mean, you just know what you like. So, I I think if there's something that really calls out to you, you're probably not gonna if you think if you like if you think about it stop and think about it for like a day or two before you buy it but if if after a couple days you still really like it you're probably gonna it's you're probably not gonna regret it if you like it you should try it yeah have you guys uh have you guys heard of the eye brain (laughs) (laughs) i do have the i i have the eye brain i've heard of the eye brain yeah Yeah, there you go you You, you guys should look that up yeah and then you should you should look it up and then t- DM us and tell us what happens when you uh, when you played it. Play with your family and just you know see what happens. Uh, but anyway, thank you, Far Eastern, for that for that. Uh, don't for that play question. don't play I Brain for your family. Don't. Do it. No, I'm telling you to do it. I'm telling okay. you to do it. <laughs> uh, next question. It is from Gregory underscore Caesar. Uh, thank you for the question. It is how do you style dapper in hot places like the Inland Empire, what is eighty to ninety degrees Fahrenheit? Um, you just kind of have to deal with it, buddy. You just <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's just let's just say first off that in the past people wore suits all the time. Mm-hmm. Okay, people wore wool suits in summertime. People wore. Linen suits, cotton suits, uh, they probably did not do the tweed, like in The Great Gatsby, where yeah. they're wearing fucking tweed, and it's like July. But people did it. And I think one of the, um, I was talking to some friend, I forgot who it was, who was, um, he was saying how, like, you know, how a tie is very restrictive, right? Like, in general, like, it's not, what's the purpose, right? It's decorative, and you tighten your neck. And mm-hmm. he likes that. <laughs> it's like a masochistic thing. But, um, but you know, he, like, he uh, uh, embraces the pain, and it's like a part. It's like a part of of, of dressing up. Yeah. I think this also was in uh, dressing up in a dress down world or something like that. I think um, the Esquire guy, R.I.P. I mean, not not R.I.P. Esquire, but he he left Esquire. Yeah. Um, but he did it. He said that quote. But I think there's a little bit of that. I think that when you really like something, you're gonna wear it because even if you compare it to like when when I when I'm on MFA and there's like top. Um, top of July fits or something like that and people look at it no matter what the outfit is someone's gonna go how are you wearing that it's so hot and the guy could be wearing like shorts mm-hmm. like there is no winning right so the best you can do like with everything else is just kind of just deal with it because it's like um, I mean you're, of course, you're, you're not gonna be as comfortable on a 90 degree day in a suit as you would be in like a, a t-shirt and shorts and yeah it's just that's just that's a mental that's if, a mental leap that you have to make you're just never going to be as yeah. comfortable oh uh, yeah also number one you don't have to dress up if you don't have exactly to. I mean, if yeah. you don't you know i mean you, 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 you know you've got you're in control of your own life if you if you want to wear a suit like we said like look for summer fabrics like invest in linen suits seersucker suits Cotton suits are Cotton great. Cotton suits. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Chris Bear, open weave. That's great. I, I think um, everything. I think Permanent Style has a good article um, that that goes that probably goes into better detail than this. And essentially, he's saying the same thing that we are. Well, he's not saying the same thing as Ethan because his advice is skip the tie, wear linens, like unstructured jackets, lightweight, you know, like open weave stuff um yeah i I know it all depends on like the weight of the garments and everything Mm -hmm. too because um when it's hot outside i actually prefer to wear oxford because it drapes as opposed to broadcloth which 
feels a little too like soft, like silky against mm-hmm. my too fine against my skin, which kind of mixes in with sweat. I don't like doing that. I also prefer wearing cottons because, say, like when jeans, when you sweat in jeans, they get softer. Yeah. But if you wear like wool, you don't have that same effect. So even though you know a cotton suit might feel heavier than a wool suit, it will feel better than mm-hmm. a wool suit. Uh, also, there's, there's if like you can, like that. if you can, like if you're not buying vintage, chances are you're getting stuff that has a lining. Um, either try to find a brand that doesn't have full lining or just take it to a tailor and get them to like cut part of the lining out, like make it like half lined, quarter lined, something like that. Cause that, that does yeah. make a huge difference. I don't think people realize that, but, or like how big a yeah. difference it can make, but it's, it's huge. Exactly. And again, you don't have to wear a suit if you don't want to. Like, um, if you decide to wear a suit on a hot day, just, you know, you got to get through that mental thing. You just got to be like, I'm, I'm going to deal with it because I made, I made the choice. Yeah, like we went, we wore vintage also... suits to Dapper Day twice, twice a year for like, like three or four years. Um, yeah. And it's, it's not, it's not, I mean, we always had fun, but it's not fun to be wearing uh, vintage suits and, and vintage shoes walking through. Yeah, Disneyland if you don't, degrees. you know, if you don't have to, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, and I think the big thing here is you don't have to be dapper all the time. I think you can be well put together with wearing like a t-shirt and shorts or an, an Oxford unbuttoned, untucked with shorts Yeah, because you guys can read the schoolboy article that I had just uploaded the week before this one in press time. Okay. Uh, really great stuff. Uh, next one, we have I don't know how you pronounce this. Nit- well, nit- just, just spell it out. <laughs> It's- N-T-R-M-N. Hey, N-T-R. You know what that means. <laughs> no. It's the cucking thing. It's the it's the hentai oh. cuck thing. Okay. N-T-R. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> that, that goes for all that goes for all the all the all the H heads out there. You know what okay, I'm saying? Okay, well you know what I'm saying, boys. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh he has two questions. The first one is do you like Peaky Blinders? I've I never seen, seen it. it. Yeah, it's like I don't have an opinion on the show. Uh, we have we have we have a friend that makes caps that thinks the caps in the show are bad. Yep, I think we've yep. said that a lot because a lot of people ask us this. I think we've answered this before, but I think they an- they asked it to us again, and the answer is we have never watched the show. I'm sure it's fine. I have a lot of friends that think it's a good show. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, the suits don't look that period accurate. Um, I don't remember seeing people wear like the. Uh, the round top fedoras or like those like i don't know gondola hats that people wear with like overcoats i've never seen that in pictures i don't deny that it's happened though Mm. so you know i don't i don't i don't know i know that um one of the uh, youtubers demetrius levi uh who i work with for craftsman uh he he likes the show and so I, I'm assuming it's good. I mean, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, it's like I don't really he, watch the, like period drama stuff anyway. And and you know, the, even if the even if the clothes. I mean, again, I I haven't seen enough of the show to even really make that big a judgment on the clothes. Even if the clothes are bad, that doesn't mean the show is bad. Sometimes sometimes oh. good things have bad period costuming, and that's okay. What about what about bad shows with bad costuming, like Hollywood or something? Uh, I this so uh, I really did not like Ryan Murphy's Hollywood as a show, but on my I, so I, I showed a friend of it because I knew that it was the specific thing that she would also hate, uh, the first the first like two episodes and my second watch when yeah. I was less mad and I was like yeah, actually the costumes are pretty good I think whoever is Ryan Murphy's usual costume designer does a really good job with period stuff generally especially for TV. 
Okay. Yeah. I don't, I'm not familiar. What else has Ryan Murphy done? Uh, he did, I mean, he's done like American Horror Story and a lot of that either has flashbacks or like a couple seasons are set in like the fifties and sixties. He did Feud, oh, okay. um, which was set in the early sixties, but that's, that's, I mean, he did American, he did American Crime Story, but that was just like 90s stuff. So, you know, it looked fine. Right. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, uh, maybe I have to watch it on like a lazy day or something. Yeah. Um, and his second question is, what does the home screen of your phone look like? Oh, yeah, that's right. I was gonna, I was gonna figure out the that's name. A fun, of... That's a fun question. I like, I like when people ask us like, you know, non-men's or stuff because uh, we're too. people too. We don't just drink into gronies yeah. and watch the Criterion Collection. Spencer, what's on yours? Uh, so mine, I, I, I always try to like make my lock screens kind of like complement each other. So the ones that I have are two pieces from this. Uh, 1980s like Japanese artist I damn it they actually might be two artists I wish I had like the information saved somewhere but they're just kind of like vaguely I don't want to say vaporwave because I feel like that's like fucking like cliche but it's just this cool like idyllic LA looking scene um, at night and it's very summery uh, it's it's fun and it doesn't it doesn't in, like get in the way of my uh of like my apps which is which is a big deal i don't like having a cluttered background okay so they're both related for like your lock screen and your exactly they're both they're they're not the same image but they like complement each other gotcha yeah uh so i usually put my work as um and my work i mean like my paintings or photographs as my home and lock screen uh, currently, my lock screen is also kind of vaporwave. It is a film picture I took of some light, like geometric, like cubes or yeah. whatever in like orange. It looks cool, um, but it is actually a cabinet for a rhythm game in a art an arcade. Okay, <laughs> um, and it's not it's uh it's not as cool. But I mean, when you look at it, it's fucking awesome. Yeah. And then the actual home screen is a close up of one of my paintings. Um, it's one of my favorite ones, actually. It's the black. It's, it's like black and blue, like falling shapes and stuff. Mm. It's kind of faded. Uh, it's, you know, it's really awesome. I don't title my paintings. Um, so the, this is like untitled five, if you count, <laughs> like whichever one it came down in the yeah. pipeline. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it's really cool. Just, you know, I mean, no one really looks at my phone, like, you know. Except you. Like before we, except me, right? I yeah. mean, I never was the guy who put like my girlfriend on my lock screen or something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? I might. No one was worth it. Maybe I'll kidding. change my lock screen. <laughs> I haven't. I, I like Ooh. changing my lock screen like every every once in a while, like every um, every couple months. I haven't done that in like a year though. Wow. I am pretty picky when that. it comes. I, yeah, I'm pretty picky when it comes to like wallpapers and lock screens. I'm still looking for a good one for like my. I'm still trying to find the perfect one for my desktop. See, I've I've never done one for. Um like uh uh like a fandom thing i've always it's always been something yeah i don't yeah i don't like i don't i'm not gonna do a fandom thing i want it to be either just uh, something personal or or like a picture that i think is cool to look at but i I feel like if if it's a fandom thing i get i don't want i don't like that yeah i just don't like making Uh, fandom like my identity yeah i mean i get it Mm -hmm. i mean yeah um so although i would say there are some you know cool star wars ones that i have entertained or even like lawrence fellows illustrations yeah but it's like yeah i mean i don't want to lean too far into the menswear or the star wars thing too much mm-hmm. so i get that um from shifu 
L. Samuel or Shifuel Samuel, will vintage ever die? Uh, no, but people are going to be buying like different stuff. Like the mar- I mean, it's like the market's yeah. just going to dry up of stuff from the 20s and 30s eventually. Either because it's, I mean, it's not going to co- ever completely dry up, but it's like, you know, it's like pretty rare to see stuff from the 19th century in, in antique shops. And uh, unfortunately, yeah. eventually the stuff that we like is going to be like that. It's like, wow, can you believe they have something back from like 1932 um, here? But people are still going to be buying vintage clothing that they've, they, people have been doing that like forever. Yeah. I forgot when it was. I think it was like what, like the fifties or sixties. Like... I, I was, who was I talking to about this? I might've been producer Matt. Don't get on mic, but message us if it was me <laughs> telling you about this, but um, yeah, no, the, the vintage vintage scene started. I'm just going to do a quick rundown because uh, in the fifties, um, I, I might be getting the details wrong, but I believe it was this woman uh, who, no, she went to her, one of her relatives had like an old uh, clothing store uh, that like shut down or something like that. And he was like, Hey, do you want to like look through the stuff that I have? See if there's anything cool. And she found a bunch of 1920s raccoon coats. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah. And so she like started selling them to her friends and eventually again, might be getting some of the details wrong. I believe that they opened a store like in New York um, and that was like the first what we today would call a vintage store. Yeah, curated vintage, mm-hmm, not exactly. Like a thrift store. Yeah, but that's uh, yeah. Um, there's there's an there's a really interesting vintage... article about it that I linked to someone, whoever I was talking to, um, and we'll include that in the show notes, I guess. Yeah, um, I think there's a really good article uh, from Permanent Style. He's been writing a lot about vintage clothing a little bit lately. And there's a distinction to make between thrifting and vintage. And even then, there's a lot of, like, smaller terms. Mm-hmm. Because, like, thrifting could mean, like, going to a thrift store or a charity shop, as our, our cousins across the pond would say. Um, there's also the fact that, you know, you could find really cool stuff at thrift stores. There's also, the, you know, finding really cheap shit at thrift stores. Mm-hmm. There's also curated vintage. There's also the fact that vintage could be 90s stuff now. So there's a lot of different areas in this. And that I think that vintage will definitely... Um, never die because to me vintage means everything from actual 30s to 80s stuff to to even secondhand pre-owned clothing like you know like a vintage Orazio jacket from 1990 or so I don't know how long they've been in business but Mm -hmm. you know that's also going to be a thing and people will continually buy it you know because not everyone can be rich enough to buy new things and also like people people think old clothes look cool that's why like every every new fashion trend is usually some like variation on something that's come before it because people look at old photos or they have a or they see someone wearing a vintage piece and says that's cool i want to have something like that or like i'm going to make something like that yep i think that that is definitely the case and um i think that the next bubble or the next big fad is definitely going to be vintage we we already see it like spencer said in terms of design but a lot of kids today are thrifting um you know it might not be tailor no yeah every time every time you fucking go to like a goodwill now you see a bunch of like you see a bunch of like uh uh, hip high schoolers (laughs) running around uh this this is a weird conversation that i'm i'm having (laughs) i don't want to talk about hip high schoolers anymore but you know they're there Yeah, but the, the the thing is that the people are buying secondhand and going on eBay again, yeah. and um, that is, I believe, is going to be like the next big bubble. You know, I think that it might even get to be as big because um, 
even uh, there are certain designers, I think mainly for streetwear, that they hold on to some of their older pieces and then they re-release them. Like, but I mean, we're probably not like, talking oh, about this, this same is from that collection. We're probably you're probably not talking about the same kind of uh, vintage that he is. Yeah, well, I'm just saying that vintage, like the market, oh, the vintage you're about market, like vintage style. Like I'm talking about like oh. like 1930s, 1940s suits. That's golden age stuff is not going to be like a big bubble. Oh, I think that's already dying already. Yeah, man, no, exactly. Like. Yeah. Like, I don't think it was... I, mean, I don't want to say this as, like, you know, the guys who, like, you know... Because I think before when the blog first started, I would tell people to go to, like, all these vintage stuff. And now I'm telling people, like, go on eBay to buy 60 stuff. And then eventually going to be buying, you know, Drake's Anglo Italian, J Muser, J PJT stuff. Because if you're, if you're you know, asking so. specifically about the, like, golden age, like, vintage scene, I mean, yeah, that, that peaked in the 90s, like, with the, with the swing revival. And it's been going downhill ever since. Like people, yeah, pe- they complain all the time. Yeah, they talk about it. it's like, oh, remember the '90s? Remember the '90s, man? We have remember there's mid '90s. There's one. There's one guy. I won't name names, and I'm not worried about him getting mad at us because no way he listens to the pod. Um, but there's one guy who's like normally like a very kind of like um, serious, grounded guy, but every once in a while he's like, yeah, there was so much sex in the 90s. Everyone was having orgies and vintage ties were just everywhere. It's like we would fuck each other on the dance floor. It's like, it's so weird to hear him talk like that. Yeah. So, again, I don't... I don't this, this, that's not related to the question. I know. I just wanted to talk about vintage. I just wanted to no, talk no, about he's, that. He's a, he's a horny guy. He is a horny guy. Uh, the, funny, the funny thing is... I don't know why he keeps, you know, this is, again, this is just like a peak, but, he, you know, below the surface. But he did, I saw him, um, he posted something in Ivy Style about how Mr. Mort is making shirts. And the tag that Mr. Mort does is definitely in the same vein as the Brooks Brothers, mm-hmm. you know, the classic circle, Brooks Brothers makers, whatever. And some guy was, uh, some some younger guys in Ivy Style, you know, you know, power to them. He's like, oh, yeah, Mr. Mort's like a legend. He goes, well, what makes them a legend? <laughs> like, co- like, come on, dude. Like, I mean, you know, yeah. I get it. You know, Ivy's changing, but everything is changing. So mm-hmm. I don't think, again, I don't think vintage in general will ever die. I mean, I, I still fight for the style and the ideals, not of vintage people, but like, you know, spear point collar shirts, collar bars, you know, fun foolered ties. Mm-hmm. I'm, I think that that will still survive as long as i'm alive and continue to write but i think the market and the general enthusiasm of it is definitely going down i mean even you look at like dapper day and you look at like justin jorgensen who started it you know after looking at the 50s he prefers like more couture now or even like getting edward sexton suits you know it's less of that nostalgia and more so about just personal style which Mm -hmm. is great um and hopefully again like i said people who find the personal style i think that if more people can look to the past and bring it, I think vintage won't die completely. Yeah, if, so, and if you want to keep that's... wearing 30s and 40s suits, go ahead. Um, if you want to just take inspiration from it, you know, go ahead. That's going to be, that's, yeah. That's going to that's gonna be Or rip fun. out the fucking shoulder pads. That uh-huh. is what I did for the ones that I decided to keep. And yeah, so, but it's like, you know, yeah. just, just wear whatever you want. I think Yeah. we always say this, but, you know, it's important. Yeah. Uh, this is from Alberto Frosini. Uh, um, uh, Frosini. Uh, creepers or edgy loafers? P.S. You're my vintage inspiration. Oh, thanks. Thank you. I'm glad. Um, well, he sent this to, my, to me. So, okay, you know, whatever. Just, uh, just saying. Uh, I don't wear creepers, but I think I think I would feel more comfortable with, like, edgy loafers, like, like, uh, like the tass- stuff. Yeah, or, or like uh, the, the, the Doc Martin tassel loafers that 
um, yeah. John, that Johnny at J. Crew has. Those are great. Yeah, I think that creepers are a little bit too much. Again, I'm not, I'm not as into like fifties or sixties like subculture stuff. Like, I also don't really like wearing the Italian knit stuff that Scott Fraser Simpson makes, just because I feel like it's a little too. It's well, it's just not my thing. Mm-hmm. I like you know like everyday ivy you know kind of stuff. So creepers kind of get a little too far into that. Yeah. But I've seen friends have. I mean, like uh, our friends Garrett and John, uh, John, <laughs> Garrett and Josh, uh, they wear like funky ass loafers, mm-hmm. edgy stuff all the time, and I think they pull it off a lot. Yeah, I'm not. I'm but, not. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of uh, creepers, just because I'm not like a huge fan of the rockabilly look. I creepy. If you want to go for like kind of like the, I think the like not. It's not rockabilly. I think there's a difference. I've said it before. The fifties. Teddy con, boy. No, fifties like con man or whatever. Like kind of sleazy. Oh. Like fifties. Oh like, yeah. Vibes. I think. I think rather than, like, than creepers, what you could do with that is either wear like spectators um or okay. or just like i don't know two-tone loafers seem good for that like yeah two-tone loafers and two-tone derbies like yeah. saddle shoes i think are are much more wearable in general than like spectator shoes although i would love to have them like in the future at some point but mm-hmm. i don't know if i because like GS, G, yeah gh bass makes like a pretty good black and white loafer that i've considered oh yeah yeah and it's like it's like yeah, 90 yeah, yeah. bucks or something like that so that's i mean again yeah. i've considered it i'm thinking about it yeah. Yeah. Uh, from Julius Vigo, Vigo Mortenstein, Mortens, Mortensen. Uh, green, uh, he says, green "How book. do you get? Yeah, a green book. Uh, how do you get into the business side of the menswear world?" <laughs> Excuse me. All right, take a shot. Um, Jesus. This is hard because we were talking about this with our friends, where a lot of like getting into menswear is a lot is just kind of being at the right place at the right time, mm-hmm. and it takes a lot of like making connections and. Um, uh, you know, hopefully the person takes a chance on you. I mean, it also um, it you de- could look into that. It really depends on what you're trying to do in the menswear world too, because trying being a designer or a tailor is going to be a lot different than working at a shop or like doing marketing or whatever. Yeah, and I think if you're talking about like business side, I'm assuming you mean like corporate, maybe okay, yeah. like you know, ma- like e-commerce management. I think a lot of the stuff, at least from what I've seen, is you have to work in it beforehand. And then you shop at the places, and then when they need help, you just offer to help them, and then you eventually work there or something. Because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's what happened with the Armory, because um, they have like an e-commerce guy, um, and it kind of just worked out. Um, or you know, you become a shop guy. Um, you know, you have to do the retail sales, you have to clean up the store, do the events and everything. But you know, just work hard and try and get involved as, as much stuff as possible, right? So if you if you like photography, maybe try and do some of that, ask to do the copywriting. So maybe you could do the marketing. Or if you're interested in, like, packing the stuff up, maybe eventually you can be in charge of it and then you'll be in charge of, like, shipping. Or, you know, you do the wholesale or something like that. At the menswear world, it's, it's, it's definitely a little bit, like, old school. There's a lot of that whole idea of, like, work from the bottom, you know? Um, I don't think that necessarily, like... This, this is all just conjecture because I think everyone's story is a little bit different, but um, it doesn't always have to be like, you know, go to school for this, but it's a lot about putting in the work and showing the effort. Mm-hmm. Um, and that could be for anything, honestly, but I think menswear is a lot, you know, because someone, everyone has a varied background. Some people grew up as tailors, some people did designers, some people, you know, bought into it. Some people uh, kind of, you know, became amateur photographers and it became big. It's just wait. A they lot of they became just... big. They wished yeah, at the Zoltar became... machine to become big. 
and then they woke yeah. up and they were Tom Hanks. They uh, they secreted it. They 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 secreted it. Okay. <laughs> if you guys read the book, The Secret, you just will it into existence. They secreted um, it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that's basically what I've kind of gathered. Again, it's if you were lucky to get into it. And you've put, the, you know, not just put the work, but, but show the effort, show the interest, I think. Um, and if, if you work with a good company, they'll hopefully take a chance on you. Yeah. Um, and the his second question is how to keep your suits pressed without using the cleaners all the time. Uh, I keep, I just don't use the cleaners all the time. Yeah. Uh, that is the answer. Like, if um, you have, I if, hang up my pants mm-hmm. as soon as I'm done with them, I guess. Yeah, like, just That's keep everything hung up. If you have, um, if you have a steamer and an iron. You're good. Like it might not look. I don't even touch up that often either. No, neither so do, neither really... do I. Like you know, as long because it's like if you leave a suit hanging for a couple of days, a lot of those wrinkles will fall fall out. So it's it's yeah, different if you have. Just make sure when you hang it. Yeah. Just make sure it's different if you're wearing. If you have one suit properly. that you have to wear all week, then it's going to be different. But if you're if you if you're rotating or don't wear your suit every day, then just hanging it, it would it's going to look fresh for for a, a couple wears. Yeah, yeah. And again, hang it up properly, you know, make sure you don't just like, you know, cast them on and mm-hmm. just haphazardly do it. You know, make sure when you fold them onto your hanger that they are done on the seams or the creases and then you'll, you know, leave it for a day and it'll be fine. Yeah. Um, and uh, or try and get, you know, fabrics that retain stuff um, like open weave wools uh, retain their creases very well. Um, so yeah, it's just kind of just luck and everything. And even then I don't really care about creases that much. I mean, I'm wearing a cotton suit right now. We didn't get to talk about what are you wearing today, but I'm wearing a cotton suit. Nice. And, um, I'm pretty sure that, you know, the crease is still, you know, the center crease in the trousers is barely there, but it's fine because it's a cotton suit. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to always be pressed all the time and everything. Yeah. Uh, next question. How are we doing on time here? Oh, we got time. Uh, we got time. <laughs> Uh, if cost were not an issue, what shoes, suits, and shirts would you buy and wear? Hmm. This is this is kind of similar. Uh, I mean, like shoes, Aldens. Like, would you would you go? Would you yep. go if if money were yeah? If money were not an object, would you go like better than Aldens, or would you just stick with them? I I'm very hesitant. You know, I think the, the thing that Spencer and I, because we are not rich menswear guys, or you know, we weren't lawyers when we got into this. We're pretty careful about what we spend our money on. Mm-hmm. So when I say like Aldens, it's not that I don't want to try anything better. It's just that I've spent so much money already into Aldens that I know it works for me. And I'll, I mean, um, it's like I also so just even if I yeah yeah I, I if like I had the, the extra too. money, it would be scared to like expand onto other stuff. Yeah. So, um, but if I don't have that, maybe Crockett and Jones, maybe uh, Saint Crispins would yeah. be cool. Um, I don't really like a lot of Japanese shoemakers, not because they're not great. It's just I think that the lasts are a little bit too sharp for me. Mm. Um, yeah, so that's one thing there. Yeah, I guess like so. yeah, Alden or Crockett and Jones. Those are the the two like like high end uh, shoe brands that I really like. I mean, there's like John Lobb. And no, stuff of, too, of course, right? yeah. So. There's I mean, there's <laughs> you know, there's there's a lot of options. Um, suits. I mean, I think we both go. You know, we we answered what our like ideal like bespoke suit would look like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you know, Taylor K and stuff like that. And again, mm. I think my, I would get my shirt from Ascot Chang forever. I don't really yeah. think I need to uh, go anywhere else. And I think that uh, if you listen to this, I have preached Ascot Chang enough to you guys. Great shirts. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, so here's here's something that's kind of similar. I'm going to jump to someone else's question. Mm. Uh, this is by a dumb John. Okay. <laughs> three uh, three shoes each of us could not go without. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, I'm assuming this means both dress shoes. And so we we can't just pick, you know, three dress shoes, three casual shoes. I think it's just everything. So what would it? What would? What do you think? Okay, then I think I would say if I had to just pick three shoes, um. I think I would do my penny loafers because I wear those both casually and dressed up all the time. Um, uh, and I, I, I don't know. I just really, I, I, I would, I really like having a, a pair of penny loafers to fall back on because I think they're just so easy to wear. Um, then I think, I don't know. I would probably pick a pair of like white Converse. I don't know if I would want to do like the set, like the, uh, the high top or low top because I just got a pair of vintage high tops from our friend Doug, and I've been wearing those all the time now. Um, used to not be a huge fan of high tops, but like, yeah, a pair of white, like all stars. And then, I don't know, I would probably want a black shoe. Maybe a pair of yeah. black Oxfords, just so I have them. <laughs> yeah. So you have them. Exactly, right? yeah. yeah. Uh, I would do shell cordovan and tassel loafers, because mm. I would wear those all the time. More so than penny loafers. Uh, I would also wear black Chelsea boots a lot. That would be my black shoe. And then I would have my Vans White Authentics because I think I wear those way more than my Converse. Yeah. Um, And those are also literally like the shoes I wear all the time. So Mm. um, those would be my three three shoes. Uh, Okay, let's come up with the next one. from Lord Byron one, what do you find in French Ivy you don't find elsewhere? Hmm. Now French Ivy is something that we haven't really thought of a lot. No, I mean uh, I don't. Because yeah. We are so American and everything. I think that um, what's it called? Um, oh, what's his name? Uh, Dick Carroll. Yeah, he has a he had a great, fantastic, great comic yeah. about that. Um, yeah, he's always like on the search of like different ivy as well, right? Yeah, like, I, I, really I always. Cool I mean, I always think of like French Ivy as maybe like a little bit. Uh, a little like it's still like very nonchalant but i think it's just a little bit more like put together than american ivy or at least put together in different ways i don't know i'm again i'm not i'm i I have as you said i haven't spent a whole lot of time thinking about french ivy um and i can't really think of many examples other than that comic i feel like french ivy to me is just how the french interpret american menswear yeah um, I think that's just what it is. I don't think because I think because it's Ivy like I don't think of lost. I mean even even the way I reuse Ivy now, it's not like it's it's some, I guess it might not be correct for some things that I use it for because I think some people say Ivy is not preppy and blah 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 blah. So, um, but I think in terms of French Ivy, it's not really that Ivy when you mm-hmm. think about it. Like wearing black shoes with like white socks and jeans, that's kind of like a mod thing when you think about it. I mean, it's know? very it's very like I don't know like kind of mid century like continental style. Is generally what I think of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a lot of black shoes, you know, more so mm-hmm. than you know burgundy or brownish shell cordovan. A lot of, lot of like light wash jeans, a lot of reds, a lot of pops of color, um, you know, lots of messy hair and yeah. everything. Again, those are like things that inherently don't feel very different, but I clearly the French, ah, uh, the French, <laughs> uh, uh, they they kind of of co-opted it i think you know look up like gauthier borsarello mm-hmm. um of like Letiquette magazine i think he um 
he probably does it the best because he likes vintage. It's like a very vintage kind of sexy kind of rock and roll kind of yeah. Ivy. No, yeah, rock and roll is a good way to pay it. Like, mix. yeah, that's like '60s rocker kind of kind of look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. '60s rocker with some elements of trad, mm-hmm. I guess, and lots of black shoes. Yeah, I think and white socks would be it. Um, but yeah, that's what French Ivy to us is you know maybe the future if i explored it you know we could do a whole podcast maybe at least a blog post or mm-hmm. some bonus content for the patreon kind bone of con uh bone <laughs> bone con. it's like spawn con but uh different <laughs> yeah bone con is where it's uh it's that's like the bone the, convention uh, the yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah it's where the bones uh the bones are their money so they they pay with yeah. they pay with bones to get into bone con. So are so are worms. So are worms, and the, be careful. Yep. They're gonna pull your hair up, but not out. You guys gonna watch? If you guys haven't watched, um, I think you should leave. Please do. Yeah, I like the. I think the one of the worst things um, that's uh, like because of like quarantine and COVID, other than like like the the thousands of people that have died um is the fact that they had to postpone production on i think you should leave season two that was such a bummer i was yeah. looking I, that was like all of last year i was like listen things might not be looking so rosy now but come march of next year march 2020 when i get season two of i think you should leave it's gonna be so good <laughs> and look what look, look what, what they've taken did. from me <laughs> look what you did yeah <laughs> oh spencer mm-hmm uh, okay, we've got we got a little bit of time for a couple more here. Uh, from Mr. July 5, how to match suspenders with the rest of your outfit? I mean, I've always had like two pairs of suspenders, one pair with brown leather and one pair with black leather. And that's... Yeah, that's so it's based on the shoe choice. That's it, that's it. Because suspenders, they're supposed to be underwear. Like I like both of my pair, the suspenders that I... Gen- I don't wear suspenders much anymore, but the ones that I did wear... They Me were, neither. They were both striped. But I mean, they're supposed to be underwear, so it, like, I, I'm matching it. Doesn't it, really matter what's matching on it. it is like less important. Yeah, I in fact I like wearing, you know, plain ones with plain shirts, and then um, like patterned ones with striped shirts because mm. I kind of like that whole um, Niles Crane, like the weird novelty, like not no, the not novelty the like the ad, but like the tri- yeah, yeah, like with like like I uh, I kind of want a pair of yeah, I want a pair of Trafalgar. No. I, I do too. I love that look with like a like a fun tie with yeah. like a DB suit. I think that's really sick. Um, and then now we've got three questions from Al Dente, except with instead of an E to three, and I think that will take us to the rest of the episode. Yeah. Do you want to start um, with? Let's start. What? Do you want to start with the second two, or I don't know. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, I'm just gonna go through it. Okay. Um, how do you see the difference between 50s and 60s tailoring? I think in in our group chat, you summed it up really well. Um, where where generally 50s tailor 50s and 60s tailoring is both pretty boxy but um 60s tailoring just has softer shoulders yeah and i it, it, it really depends which part you're talking about because like a late 50s could be early 60s or whatever yeah. right like that's kind i of mean it's what like it what, you, what you should but, do is like watch like i don't know like you you could watch what year did um did north by northwest come out 1959 so watch like North by Northwest. Look at all the suits that people are wearing in those movie in that movie, and a lot of the non Cary Grant guys are going to be wearing suits from earlier in the fifties or more conservative suits with a lot more padding. And then watch a movie from like nineteen like sixty three or nineteen sixty four. Everyone's going to be wearing stuff that's a lot slimmer, a lot less padding, but it's still going to be pretty boxy. 
Yeah. yeah. That's what I mean. Tr- trousers too. Trousers are slimmer in the sixties mm-hmm. and the fifties. Um, but that's kind of just basically what it is. Um, uh, I, to me, super fifties is like atomic fleck boxy bold stuff. Yeah. To me, sixties is like Ivy or whatever. And then of course you go later on in those decades, you get more bolder or transition. Yeah. Stuff. I mean, there's like, like not, late, there's not going to be a huge yeah. difference between like, like a suit from 1958 and a suit from 1961. But if you look at if you look at the if you look at a picture of like a small town, ta- like a, just an American town in 1950 and an American town in 1960, you're going to see like people are wearing like very different clothes. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, how do you successfully do separates, materials, colors, and cuts specifically? I think that's oh, how just do do, how do you do separates. I mean, that's just uh, something that I think I, you, you like. You kind of learn. Like early on, I, I don't know. Like early, like very early on, um, I I wore a lot of like really matchy outfits because like I was still trying to like figure out what colors um, went with what. But it's just something that you kind of get better at innately, like after practice. Yeah, um, I think that separates are. I think separates are great to like use. I. L- mm. It's just colors that you feel like wearing. Or honestly. also, also suit... again, like steel outfits. Like, it's like, oh, you know, you could you could see it's like, oh, this guy's on Instagram is wearing an interesting color combination. It's similar to two things that I have that I haven't worn together. Well, now that's like a new option for you. You could wear those two things together. Yeah. yeah. And I think a lot of, sometimes a lot of the stuff is based on what sport coat you want to wear. And then you wear a pair of trousers that help tone down that sport coat mm-hmm. that's why it's a lot of like gray trousers khakis browns dark browns it's just really easy when you think of it that way and then i just think of what fun tie could go with it exactly. you know and especially if you're if your wardrobe is like blue stripes or red stripes or whatever mm-hmm. um and like rep ties and and uh, black knits and everything separates aren't gonna be that hard yeah. i think when you get more stuff it gets a little bit harder but if you have good taste and a good mind for it, I think that um, separates isn't that hard. You know, I think. No, and I, I always got to do it. Yeah, it's it's easy. Exactly. Uh, and the last question we're going to answer answer here on the podcast is: Have you developed a uniform, and is this something you strive toward? I would point you to the episode with Aldris, which is a great episode, and it covers that very thing. Yeah. But uh, but that was like two years ago. Spencer, yeah, that was what do you a while ago. No, I mean, it's like I think it's been I a while. I, it's been a while. I think I've probably said the uh, uh, the same thing in that episode, where I don't have like a uniform in that like I wear the same thing every day. Like I don't wear a blue Oxford with like you know olive chinos and like white sneakers, but. Um, I do have kind of stuff that I like gravitate towards, especially now where it's like, I still, I still like wear stuff that I like, but if I'm, if I know that I'm not going to be going anywhere or if I know I'm just going to be like doing some random work projects. Um, yeah. It's like, I'll just go like a big Oxford and then like comfortable jeans. And that's like my, my quarantine uniform, but it's like not, some, yeah, it's think... not something that I, that I consciously do. It's like, okay, like I'm taking all the decisions out of my life. Like I'm making my life so efficient by wearing one thing every day. It's just like yeah, this we is talk about this a lot with like the tech, the tech, mm-hmm. the tech bro kind of thing about you know trying to be some inhuman, uh, overly efficient guy. Yeah, it's not a fun way to approach fashion. Um, but 
For me, I think that I my uniform is fun ties, striped shirts, and you know, yeah, navy just, suits, brown suits, mm-hmm. or a brown check or some kind of check jacket with like a separate that, like that. That's the extent of my uniform. Exactly. Um, I think that I've already achieved it. I already know what looks good on me and what color combinations I like. Yeah. So I don't. But it's, it's not like there is not going to be an ultimate like. It's not something. Oh, you this is it. Strive this is toward be the same thing all the time. Yeah, it's not something you're going to strive toward. It's something that's probably eventually going to happen. And again, it's yeah, not going to be exactly. that you wear the same three pieces every day, but there is a through line in like your outfits. Yes, uh-huh. exactly. That is, uh, excuse me, God, take another shot, guys. Um, that is exactly what it is. Yeah. Um, actually, we have time for one last one. Okay. Eagle lives, Eagle lives, I don't know, Eagle says, not a question, but love the podcast. Big love from England. Thank you, England. Thank you. That makes thanks. Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you for the support, and um, hopefully you guys really enjoyed this AMA episode. I mean, I thought that, that was we a get great a lot, but I think <laughs> that last question, a lot of what? good, lot, lot of good discussion on that final question. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I mean it's, it's like no, no, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Uh, I'm not making fun of you. I'm making fun of us. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, again. Um, I thought that we would go through a lot of questions here, but I think each one were all great. This is one reason why we decide uh, we want to do the Patreon because mm-hmm. there's a lot of great questions that we get that we just don't, un- we unfortunately don't have a lot of time. Yeah, for. I'm and looking. We also know that not many people stay listening to the podcast past an hour, which is why we stopped doing the two-hour episodes. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I'm looking so, through. I'm looking through yeah. this doc that has all the questions. Boy, there's some some good ones that are going to come up in the Patreon. Yeah, exactly. And of course, we're going to put some out for bonus stuff as yeah. well. So, not, you know, you don't get feel left out. But and don't again, worry, we're still going to be uh, we, we're still going to be doing like one or two questions every episode. But, you know, if you like this episode and want more of it or, may, you know, again, we're, we're we're new to this whole Patreon. If there's some other bonus content that you that you like, let us know what uh, what we could do. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and of course, with the Discord, that that is the big draw of the Patreon. Yeah, we're in it uh, right you can now. Just straight up, ask us stuff. Yeah. Look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna type in the general. I'm gonna say, uh, I'm gonna say, uh, hello, <laughs> hello. There it is. Hello. You're gonna see it. Well, okay, it's not press time because we're <laughs> we're doing this two weeks. Before, when you guys, uh, when you guys June, see, but... when you guys join, you're gonna see this hello, and you're gonna know uh, when it was posted. Exactly, a yeah. little peek behind the curtain. But you're gonna see all that stuff because we're gonna let you guys listen to this uh, in advance, you know, and in, in, in uh, early episodes, early releases, and stuff like that. It's mm-hmm. gonna be really great. Yep. Um, so uh, get ready for that. And that brings us to one final read for our sponsor of the podcast, Clark and Barba. That's right. A um, and so as Ethan, leather goods company. As Ethan said in the beginning, we both have bags from them. They specially made bags for us. We helped design them. It's the Spencer and the uh, Ethan bag, and I think the Spencer bag is also called the Weekender because uh, it fits more stuff. Yeah, in I it. think they're both just called that. They're okay. Like, oh. Well, um, anyway, really great bags. As Ethan said, both we use them all the time. I always keep like I, I keep like a book, a charger in there. Um, super convenient. Uh, I just keep it in my car and just bring it with me all the time. But anyway, uh, go ahead, go to their website, check that out. And if you use the code style, clarkandbarba.com, clarkandbarba.com, if you use the code style and direction, all spelled out, you get uh, 15% off on all leather products. That is the big one five. Uh, and that works on their website or Etsy. 
Um, and don't forget, they are also making masks right now. Uh, everyone needs a mask, uh, at least in uh, Los Angeles County. Uh, and if you need, which if, is where they make them, exactly homemade in LA. They're unisex, uh, one size fits all. And 25% of all mask sales will be donated to the Restaurants and Workers Community Foundation's COVID-19 relief funds. Isn't that cool? Restaurants are struggling right now. Buy a mask. Protect yourself. Uh, help out your local favorite restaurants. Clarkandbarba.com. Great bags. Great bags, great leather goods, good masks, and again, style and direction all spelled out yeah. for 15% off the leather goods. Yeah, uh, if you um, own a brand you. and yeah. liked that ad read or liked the one before, <laughs> uh, <laughs> give, us, give us money. <laughs> um, yeah, email us at style and direction all spelled out. That is also uh, regular listeners can email us with questions or comments. Um, style and direction at gmail.com. Yep, all spelled out. That's right. Yeah. Um, if you want to follow the podcast, because we are posting a lot more stuff uh, on Instagram, you can do at style and direction, all spelled out. Mm-hmm. That is on Instagram. Uh, my Instagram is at Ethan M. Wong. Uh, I'm at Spencer DSO. And big thank you to MJ and Matt for producing the podcast. Yeah, don't forget. Please do not get on mic. Uh, please. please I, I swear to God. Please leave us five stars on iTunes. Uh, are we still at yes. like 4.5 right now or whatever? Yeah, I don't know what the hell happened. We're trying to bump it back up to uh, five. If you leave us a review, that really helps. That's like, I mean, we we don't really do any, we don't do any advertising. So word of mouth is the only way for this, um, uh, for this podcast to get out there. Yes. Uh, so yeah, yeah leave exactly. it, leave us, leave us a review, rate us on iTunes, uh, follow us on Twitch. Is there any other like housekeeping things that we need to do? Nope. Patreon's good. Uh, YouTube, YouTube, we're uploading all the episodes to YouTube. As well as some like random Twitch highlights. Again, no immediate plans. Oh but... yeah, if you want to see weird videos of me telling stories, uh, that's what the Twitch is. Yeah, but and I mean, the, and the YouTube. Yeah, no, no immediate plans, but maybe we'll have uh, video content in the future. Subscribe to the YouTube to get ready for that. Yep, there we go. We will see you guys in the next one. Uh, bye bye.